0: Welcome to Discographology, the podcast where we tell all the brothers out there that they better live up to their reputations and pass along good music to their siblings or else. (laughs) Okay, gosh, darn guys, man, get me all mad. Sorry, I'm Logan and you are joining us today in our talk on brother bands. But before we get to that, let's give brother Josh the floor and maybe he will pass on some sweet music to us.
1: You know, now that you actually say that introduction, I did think about, I was like, man, there's a lot of bands that we've talked about that my brother did pass on, I mean, or albums because Nirvana would be a big one, Pure Moods, uh, we did the Pure Moods <laughs> episode, that was one that my brother, From I mean, brother it was one brother. he had that he played for me, and I, I don't have any younger brothers to uh, pass on anything, I, ha- I have children to uh, impart this on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I picked up a few things uh, the last couple weeks here, Uh I picked up a few CDs, a few vinyl, and a few CDs and vinyl of the same album. Um, so <laughs> I oh went up to Kansas City, uh, and uh, I texted Logan about record shops to check out, and he suggested uh, Mills. Um, I think that's what it was, right? Logan yep. Mills. That's a really yes, good sir. record shop. I, I liked it a lot, although I didn't end up getting anything there, just because like I'm at the point in my collecting where everything I find that I... I really want is very expensive. Like I Mm. hardly ever find anything anymore that I'm like, Oh, I want that. And it's an affordable cost that I can, (laughs) you know, rationalize spending money on. Now, everything I see is like a hundred dollars. Oh crap. But it's a nice record shop. If you're ever in Kansas city uh, to check out mills, but uh, I did end up getting not on that trip necessarily. Uh, Jeff Buckley's live at Cine. I think is how you say it. It's the, live compilation compiled after his death of uh, recordings he did at a a a local coffee shop in New York that's called like the Sin A there's a accent mark I I really don't know how to say it sign something like that and uh it's a really good album I mean just the music selection alone that guy uh is after my heart with his music selections because he does like Led Zeppelin's Night Flight on there, which is like a deep cut Zeppelin song. Um, just a handful of others. I think that's where he debuts doing Hallelujah, the, huh. the Leonard Cohen song. It's, it's really good. Uh, also on CD, I picked up another former discographology subject. I picked up the Haim album, Something to Tell You. Just oh, happened oh, to that's see cool. that out at a thrift store and was like, hey, I'll get oh, that. You got to nap a that. Couple bucks.
3: You know, it's a funny coincidence. Just, I think it was just yesterday. Um, we withdrew that one from the library's collection because no one was checking
1: it out. <laughs> oh, really? I kind <laughs> of wonder yeah, about that, was... like how that's chosen, like what gets taken away. I guess just, just... What, what's not circulated. Yeah, uh, um, I, I took some good ones out
3: Electric Larry Land, we, we gave it away. Oh, man, wow.
1: Uh, and Nobody then I bought, picked up a surfers? few records.
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. That's yeah, all right. picked
1: up a few records, uh, Bowie's Diamond Dogs. Um still oh, that's my a good quest one. to complete my Bowie. Now all I have left is basically the first uh, two, I guess, self-titled and Man Who Sold the World. I need I need both of those still. Um, I got the new Nathaniel Rateliff album, The Future, which I'm not the biggest Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats fan, but my wife is, so we picked that one up. And then another former uh, discography subject, a very former, uh, just got Kraftwerk, Autobahn. Found a, a cheap copy of that out at Stick It. Ooh, and yeah. uh it plays fine other than a couple of skips on the actual track Autobahn, but beyond that it's fine. Um and I am not a stickler for perfect shape kind of records. So I was o- happy original artwork one. Yeah, it's got the the picture of the Autobahn yeah, with yeah, the cool little one. photo of them in the corner. And then uh also at Stick It I got or no, this is Head's. Uh, John Lennon, uh, Shaved Fish, which is, I think, completes my John Lennon collection. I have all the albums and then Shaved Fish, which is a best-of compilation. I mainly wanted it because it has some of the singles that aren't on the album. So it has Cold Turkey, uh, Happy Xmas, Instant Karma, um, a lot of those, uh, Power to the People that aren't on any album proper. They were just singles, so that was good. And then I... Acquired on both CD and vinyl, the new Idols album, Crawler. So the story there is I pre-ordered the vinyl and then hadn't gotten it yet. We were going down to a place about an hour and a half away from here for deer season, which just happened. And we were going to a little cabin and uh, I was doing hunting down there and I was like, I want to listen to this new Idols album on the way. We have a CD player in this car. No way to play Spotify. It's an old vehicle. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I just went to the store and bought idols crawler on CD. (laughs) So I now own that album (laughs) twice in the first week it came out. Um, And it's, it's pretty good. I like it. Um, I'm still trying to decide where I fall in the idols discography, but it is, it is a, its its a is got a few tracks in there. Definitely that are up there with the best of, of their stuff. So that's what I picked up recently. Uh, Matt, what have you been listening to? Uh, well, haven't uh, been able to make it out to the store
2: but uh, did uh, get some time to sit down and take in at least the first um, portion of the Let It Be uh, documentary, the Peter Jackson that, that just came out uh, over uh, the holiday. You were, you were talking about uh, you know John Lennon earlier. Uh, it was neat to hear them uh, hear them play. Uh, child of nature, which eventually would, would, uh, come on or would become the John Lennon song jealous guy. Uh, but it, it's just been really interesting, uh, kind of digging into that, that process and, you know, it's uncomfortable sometimes. And, you know, Josh, you and I were talking, uh, beforehand, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty slow paced, but you know, to, to a head like, you know, like me, uh, <laughs> um, uh-huh. it, it's, it's catnip because, you know, you, just seeing seeing the process and you know different parts that that didn't end up on the song and just kind of hearing you know the, those things kind of uh, o- organically come together you know amidst all of this uh, this acrimony come
1: together <laughs> come
2: together <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but uh, and, and I, I I can't wait to get uh, more more into it, it you know it, it'll be something I'll, I'll have to savor uh, and, and and then uh, and then turn my dad on to it because uh, it'll be right up his uh, alley also. But uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what I've been, what I've been getting into, listening to. Does,
3: does it have John making fun of uh, George's amazing song, it, I mean, Mine?
1: Yes, it does. Well, yeah, lightly making fun. I, I don't know if he's overtly, I, but yeah. I
3: haven't ever, I haven't forgiven John Lennon yet for that.
1: Yeah, they, he, they, they do basically treat George like he's still the little brother. Which is appropriate God. for our theme today. He's, he definitely ooh. is treated. He's treated <laughs> like he, the same he, little fourteen-year-old boy they met back in the day yeah i he's the youngest one. i, right? I saw yeah. somebody
2: uh post a, a meme that was you know george a third of the way into into uh get back and it's and it's just george costanza with george is getting upset <laughs>
1: <laughs> well and the thing that gets me about it i already texted this about is just how funny it is that it's like throughout it's paul going we need more songs we don't have enough songs and then george being like hey i wrote like 30 songs and they're like Cool. So, John, you are gonna start writing some more songs? Off, we George. really need some more. <laughs> and it's like, why don't you listen to this guy over here that's just banging them out left and right? You know,
2: I, I did get yeah. to see him do um, "All Things Must Pass" with you know yeah. as a Beatles lineup, which was just so interesting and and, and such a such a treat. <laughs> but but yeah, you, you're right. George has you know just mountains of songs, and one at one point, John Lennon just kind of had his head down on the organ, <laughs> kind of out. not even so, caring. Yeah. yeah.
3: Blake? Um, what I've been listening to. So I, I mentioned, uh, the first Kesha LP last time. And I'm, I know people have probably been wondering, uh, where's Blake at on the Kesha disc- discography. <laughs> um, Jess, uh, ordered another one and we now have the first two Kesha LPs, um, both newly available on vinyl for the first time. That one's from 2012. Both of them are wall to wall bangers. Um, As I said last time, very interesting time capsule to go back to 2010, 2012, and what was going on in the uh, the dance music realm then. Um, Funny you mentioned Diamond Dogs; just got that and Young Americans.
1: I feel like we're on the same wavelength lately. I mean, every time it feels like I get something, you guys also get that thing. That's kind of interesting.
3: And you you were saying how how much you were into Kesha lately?
1: Yes, that's true. (laughs) I love (laughs) Um, I love
0: that little poem. Uh, about Diamond Dogs. The,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's it's all like an Orwellian thing, right? It wasn't supposed to be like a, he was going to write like a concept album about 1984 or something, and mm. then that ended up not happening. It became Diamond Dogs or I, I don't know. It's Is it a concept album? It fits with our previous I, theme, I guess. Yeah. I I, think so. I,
3: don't, I don't know.
1: I think it would count.
3: Um, the other night we listened to uh, the Sid and Nancy soundtrack, which she got on vinyl, hmm. Um that's an interesting one, especially when you get to hear Gary Oldman doing Stooges and Sinatra as Sid Vicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bizarre uh, performance, but he's he's not bad. I mean, there's, there's a reasoning he has Oscars. Does he have multiple Oscars or is it Oscar? Um, I uh, dusted off a album called The Moth by uh, one of my favorite defunct electronic duos, Chair Chairlift their final album before they called it quits was called the moth it's awesome this is something i want to own on vinyl but um as josh was was talking about um i'm also getting to a kind of a collector point where everything i want is just uh the, the moth is pricey if you want to get if you want to get old chairlift records it's not like they're they're still pressing these also i don't think i mentioned this um it was my birthday not long ago and one of jessica's gifts to me was um uh, something that is kind of hard to get a hold of, um, the uh, the only LP by How to Destroy Angels, that's the band of uh, Trent Reznor and his wife, Ooh. and a couple other dudes, the LP's called Welcome Oblivion, uh, yeah. awesome LP to have on vinyl, and it was uh, 2013, and this was in the era when people were including CDs inside a vinyl sleeve, yeah. and it has that and god every freaking 30 40 50 dollar vinyl i buy should have a cd in it and download cards. Yeah, and they don't do it anymore and it
2: sucks that's uh, yep that's really shitty cuz they just know, a, right. they just
0: assume that you're all like well, not you guys but like everybody's using yeah. uh, spotify or a streaming service yeah. and so they can just get it yeah. there which i yeah. i i want the copy please
3: <laughs> yeah, I want as many formats as I can. Like, give me give me high res files. You know, I'll I'll take whatever. I don't
2: especially at just that price point. One way. Like, you yeah, know,
3: it's it's the for the be price. Given. Yeah, give us a freaking disc that costs you nothing to make. Anyway, uh, so it's awesome that it came it came with that. It sounds really good. Check out how to
2: destroy angels if you have not.
3: But yeah, that's uh pretty much sums it up for me in
2: the last two weeks uh gary oldman has won one oscar but multiple baftas oh.
1: was it for that movie uh tiny feet or whatever where he played a short person you remember that movie you ever seen the no. tiptoes it's called tiptoes oh, look it up okay. there was a oh there was a movie where gary oldman played a dwarf called tiptoes was he doing,
3: was he doing a dwarf
1: yeah, basically yes look up the trailer wow. for tiptoes when you get a chance and oh yeah. lord and it's, that's what gets you up after it's a real low point in gary oldman's career uh <laughs> logan, <laughs> logan what are you
3: what
0: have you been
1: listening to <laughs> oh man i've been, been i've been going
0: to town uh there's just been a a, a lot of things that kind of hit all at one time but i went out for a small business saturday we had you know a week or two ago and uh went out to stick it in your ear and picked up john carpenter's ghost of mars uh soundtrack uh that was released for black friday uh there's a ton of different people on the album i think robin fink plays on the album Uh, huh but i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet but that's on like red vinyl of course or something like you know something appropriate uh i also picked up i've talked they were on my halloween mix focus uh Mm. Uh, but moving waves, but I think it's internationally known as Focus Two. But it's from 1971, so I'm excited about that. Also, at Stick It, I found a band that my old band Fatherton opened for, like back in I don't know 2002 or three. Uh, Casket Lottery, I think they're. Mm. Oh, I remember I that. I they're remember from the lottery. Kansas City or Lawrence or something that area. But they're out. They had an album from 2012 called Real Fear, and it was pretty cheap and i was just like wow i'll I'll check that out also i found they newly released the shining seven inch with Wendy carlos and it only has two tracks it has like the main shining shining theme and then the rocky mountain theme or whatever on side b but that's pretty cool i found refused shape of punk to come from 1998 oh yeah so i had to have that I found a, a really cheap cassette of the Beach Boys Christmas cassette from nineteen like uh-huh. oh, cool. nineteen sixty-four. timely yeah. Also, I've been listening to the Silent Hill three and four soundtracks quite a bit uh, by Akira Yamaoka. That's been a heavy rotation. I got a VMP a selection of the Doors. Uh, oh, did their you? their self you know their debut right from sixty yeah. seven? Yeah. Yes. So I listened to that, enjoyed that. Uh, I finally got a new pristine copy of VMP's uh, release of Mars Volta's "Deloused in the Comatorium," so that was nice. worth it, Ooh. worth the wait. I listened to yeah. Mastodons once more around the sun from 2014. That was fun. I also picked up Corn's self-titled from '94. Mm. On it's the music on vinyl release of it. I think we've talked about that before. Ah.
2: Uh, yeah, they're Do, good. Does that have Adidas, or where the, was there another no. album between that and Father Peter? Yeah.
0: yeah, that's Life is Peachy. Oh,
2: yes, of course. is, is one of, of my course. favorites.
0: But the last thing that I saved for last, and I'm most excited about, I don't know why, because I'm just crazy, but I found on CD the Sister Act soundtrack from 1992. <laughs> Sister Act <laughs> rules. Uh, that, that's, and, that's a great find. And here's why.
1: What? free hit it
3: Thanksgiving song. <laughs> Give me gravy. What's dancing
0: Yeah, so obviously I would have to pick this up with songs like that on there. Like it was a no-brainer.
3: Guaranteed
1: the only podcast that goes from talking about corn life is peachy to the sister act soundtrack.
3: <laughs> it's a genre that we have forgotten
2: about on this this show. We're talking that's a discographology guarantee.
1: <laughs> We're talking
2: whoopy
0: whoopee and And, she's got an egot
2: and lauren hill was in
0: sister act two yeah yeah but we you got maggie smith you got you know king of the hill veteran kathy najimi and they're just like you know She's crazy. She can wail. Yeah,
1: just. I remember as a child finding the one oh, yeah. nun attractive. Uh, what was the young nun's name in that movie? Maggie Smith. Was that Maggie Smith? <laughs> no, no, wait. No. I don't know. There was a young, there was a younger nun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hold on. I'll, I'll pull there's the...
3: always a there's always a young hot. It gun. was a, you
1: know pre, uh, a pubescent Josh.
3: I
2: uh, Sister I was just Mary Clarence. I believe is who you're referring to.
0: No, gosh. no,
3: that's
2: wow. Whoopi. Good pull. S- she was Sister welcome Mary... to Sister Act. Uh, She's Sister Mary Clarence.
0: <laughs> anyway you know we've talked about sisters (laughs) nun sisters we've talked about real sisters we've talked about sister groups we've talked about let's see heim the shags Mm -hmm. and we've even discussed another sibling group ace of base so i think it's a good time to maybe transition to our next topic bands of brothers and some of our favorites
2: I'm aware of how destiny is gonna take its course, brother, bro, brothers, bro, brothers, brother, brothers, brother, 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 brother. brother,
0: brother, brother. I'm fighting for life, brother.
2: We've been hanging and banging, brother, 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 brother brothers, brother. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea is a nice place to deposit somebody, brother, brother, brother.
0: <laughs> so I love it. Uh... I would love to hear what's your, what's one of your favorite uh, brother bands, Josh?
1: Tom Hanks, Steven Spielberg, <laughs> they produced a show. <laughs> no, I, gonna, I, I couldn't figure out if there was a way to, you know, segue into Band of Brothers. Uh, so <laughs> you guys ever have that one band that you love, but nobody else likes <laughs> around uh, you, seemingly? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, many of them. So,
1: so that plays into this. Um, when, when Logan proposed this topic, uh, I had recently gotten back into a band I, I liked in high school, and it, it actually fits this theme really well. Um, And Matt, I think this will sound familiar to you, but back in 2001, uh, I was a sophomore in high school, mostly listened to classic rock like Beatles, Led Zeppelin, The Doors. Eventually, I'd get into Weezer and that would kind of open the door to a lot of stuff. But around that time, a show came on TV on VH1 known as Bands on the Run that I was a big fan of. Uh, I know our, our mutual friend Brett also watched that show. I don't think anyone else did. did you guys ever watch bands on the run uh i did not i don't i don't think so, so i, I didn't re- watch
2: ha- it but i remember you talking about it
1: well yeah, yeah heard, be- because we of what i'm getting ready to before. talk about yeah we have so we have. uh well so the conceit of the show is it's a reality show where there were four right. independent bands selected to participate in a contest where they toured the country and competed over who could make the most money at the shows and then win the most battle the bands and I, I like it a lot for nostalgic reasons, but one band that I really dug from that show was a, a band from Texas called Flickerstick. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think so, I did
0: watch that. okay I remember so Flick- Flickerstick.
1: Yeah, so Flickerstick was a band of five and including two brothers, uh, or a pair of brothers. Uh, Brandon Lee on vocals and his brother Fred... Brandon Lee? That's right. Spelled differently. Uh, and his brother Fletch- oh, Fletcher Lee on bass. And for me, they're an example... Of, of that classic kind of music fan thing, because I can see flaws in this band. Um, I know my wife can't really stand them and reminds <laughs> me of that uh, frequently. And I could see why they would be maligned by other people. But man, I just love everything about this band in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, I, I just, I think it, maybe it's nostalgia, but I don't know. I adore their first album, Welcoming Home the Astronauts. Uh, and I think at their best, they kind of sound like a, a U2-inspired alt-rock band kind of with a a dash of that Benz-era radio head thrown in there. And uh, some of the best stuff on that album was vocalist Brandon Lee's performance and his brother on bass. And I I actually started to think that his brother's bass playing might have unconsciously influenced my own playing for a long time uh, just because I got into them at that kind of seminal time. Uh, th- their story is actually kind of sad. They, they were signed after right, uh, winning Bands on the Run and re-released their album on Epic Records. And they were set to play their showcase for the label, which is where they would have been checked out by TV show bookers and promotional agents. And the date of their showcase was New York City, September 11th, 2001. Oh, my God. <laughs> so obviously the show did not happen. It was canceled. And as a result, they never really regained their footing. Uh, Epic lost interest, restructured the label after 9-11, uh, dropped them. They weren't given the rights to that album, so they were just oh. sort of stuck in a purgatory for a few years. Jeez. They continued to tour and release one more independent album uh, that I think it's decent. I actually saw them in 2004 at the Rockwell by myself, I should huh. add. No one came. <laughs> because no, no I, one well i mean no one came with me i i was just there alone like i like this band uh yeah you know and perhaps being in new york on 9 11 triggered something because fletcher the brother that played bass actually quit the band and joined the army ultimately got deployed to iraq uh the band kind of limped along until 2009 when they broke up after a final show that they actually were forced to do because they had to pay off debts to their manager Brandon Leah said he didn't want to do it without his brother who was in Iraq, but they had to do it because they owed a lot of money to people. Jeez. So cut this to tweak. Tw- yeah. Well, hold on. So cut to 2021. I'm messing around on the internet like a month ago, and I come across a Flickr stick Facebook page, and there's a whole slew of all this new stuff they're talking about. There's a B-Sides compilation that they just put out independently on Spotify. They have the album on Spotify now, Welcoming Home the Astronauts. They re-up, or they uploaded all the episodes of Bands on the Run to their YouTube page, which I binged, much to my wife's chagrin. Uh, <laughs> and more importantly, because they got those rights back from Epic, they could put the album on streaming. And they did a vinyl re-release of it on Blue Vinyl that I missed by weeks I'm telling you, literally, oh. when I found it, it said uh, they had finished yeah. pre-ordering and selling them weeks ago, and it was now it's like four hundred dollars on eBay. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it's like as soon as you and think I, of something, you want to start. You like, yeah, oh, I look like, into god something. Yeah. It's Damn like, it. oh they're wow, they're well timed. Actually, this huge expensive set that they're getting, <laughs> you missed. You well,
1: <laughs> I mean, it was affordable when it was pre-ordered, but I literally missed it by like weeks. They closed the pre-orders. They they only did like two thousand of them because it's not a band that a ton of people you know, are interested in. Uh, anyway, one last thing in this resurgence of entrance it, uh, interest. There was somewhat of a reunion show last year in Texas when brothers, Brandon and Fletcher Lee took the stage to play some old flicker stick songs as the Lee brothers. Uh, I watched that show on YouTube and during it, Brandon says in between songs, Fletcher took a long hiatus from music, 12 years, and I did not. I've played with a lot of people in that time period, but it's amazing to hear his bass on stage with me again. It's like home and I miss it. And you could just see the love at that moment between these two brothers. And I think it really says something about the power of having brothers in a band together, you know? Um, and and I hope that maybe that momentum continues to a full reunion sometime soon, even if Beth refuses to come to the show with me. <laughs> so my brother band, Flickerstick. Stick, sorry if that was long-winded, great band uh, yeah. personal favorite that's my my pick uh, Matt what are nice. you thinking for a band of brothers
2: just quickly on, on Flickr stick they, they yes. are they were great I'm pretty sure that I had like a blank CD <laughs>
1: I'm sure I, I said do download the song from Kazan
2: <laughs> well and, and and I you know y- I burned it and and I was like, "What is this? Do you know what this is?" And I'm pretty sure it was ended up being Flicker Stick. But um well, hold
1: on. Before you move to that, can I tell you? I got to tell one embarrassing story about this as well.
2: <laughs> yes, please do.
1: I'm sure multiple people have done this, and I'm guessing you guys have as well. They were the band that I did the thing one time that I feel like teenage boys do, where I tried to pass off some of their lyrics as my own lyrics, like oh, God. showing them to a girl. <laughs> oh no (laughs) and being like Ah. i wrote this and then like totally just writing their lyrics down and oh it's Ah. so cringy in retrospect but yikes bro that's what you do that's what you do when you're like 14 15 and you're just i didn't do that no one ever did that i was the only 14 15 year old boy that did that shit can't say i did
2: brother i know folks who have done it (laughs) <laughs> hey
1: brother. It, it was bad. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I had to tell I had to drop that tidbit in there. Uh, good, Matt, go ahead. Well, um <laughs>
2: uh I thought about brothers and and you know, there's you know, lists of bands that that have brothers in them. You know, I know Kings of Leon have uh have brothers, but I I kind of was thinking about, you know, does being a band of brothers kind of, uh, give you a, a special sauce or, you know, uh, can the relationships between the brothers, you know, uh, you know, really kind of drive the, the, the whole, um, mystica of the band. And I, I think, you know, to varying extents, it, you know, it, it can the first, you know, first one that I thought about, uh, was, you know, and I've got a, a couple and, and if, if I steal one, just, Tell me, and I'll shut up. And, <laughs> and let you talk. But um, the first one that I thought about, but I I I feel like has the least amount of that kind of brother energy is is Creedence Clearwater Revival. Uh, the, the the brothers Fogerty, uh, John and, and Tom um, had been playing together since you know the the late fifties, uh, but before um, Creedence came, as an entity came around, and you know famously you know acrimoniously split up. Um, you know, and, and John just, uh, really couldn't give up control. And, uh, I I don't feel like Tom, you know, really had a lot of influence, uh, in that. And the next one I thought about that, that I feel like maybe kind of does have more of that, uh, that more collaborative, (laughs) (laughs) uh, that collaborative energy is, um, the stone temple pilots, uh,
1: oh the, yeah, I forgot uh, about the, that. The D- DeLeo,
2: yes, uh, DeLeo brothers uh, played guitar and bass. And one of the things that I've always enjoyed about Stone Temple Pilots is, you know, all of their guitar and and, and bass parts are are really, really great, really interesting, you know, uh, classic rock inspired, but also, you know, do, doing, doing interesting things. So I've, I've always in, in enjoyed them. And, and I, I feel like, you know, if they were brothers and had been playing together for a long time, you know, that, that might have an influence, but the, the one that, uh, that, that I took, um, most to heart is, uh, th- those, boys from Manchester, uh, Liam and Noel Gallagher from Ah, yes, Oasis, um, famous for just just <laughs> fighting, <laughs> swearing, drinking, cursing, <laughs> squabbling, heckling. Uh, you know, I. I, I one of the famous uh, one of the famous Oasis stories is they they were going to do a I believe it was an MTV unplugged and uh, the lead singer Liam uh, said that he he couldn't sing he had throat issues and then uh, so brother and songwriter Noel kind of had to take over the uh, the vocal duties and and Liam just heckled him from the from from the balcony <laughs> and and you know you, you can go and look up the uh, the video but uh, but that that tension and and that that, that, that anger, you know, really, I think, uh, produced some, some, some great music and, and, and a great vibe and feeling. I mean, if you listen to an Oasis Oasis song, you know that it's Oasis and it's very difficult to not have a, a good time listening to Oasis. I think even the bummer songs, um, you know, Champagne Supernova, uh, still, still ends in, in a major key. And I, I, I re- really enjoy that, uh, that, that that sibling interaction uh, and and feel uh, in Oasis, my band of brothers.
0: Oh yeah, I I saw Noel Gallagher a couple of years ago open up for Smashing Pumpkins in like Rogers, Arkansas, at the Whoa. Walmart Pavilion. <laughs> it's a and nice venue, actually. It is. It is. Never been but there. he was great. He was very entertaining and very appreciative and very just seemed all around pretty easygoing. But but yeah. Uh great great pick, Matt. Logan, what if right now I change my pick to Casey and
3: his brother? Casey and his brother? Who's that? Oh, I thought that would
0: get a laugh out of Logan. I don't know what you uh, sorry, I, I haven't caught up to the uh joke yet. Uh Casey, Oh yes, I yes, I uh, of course. I of course. What if uh, No, not what the if Tatums pick was. we we talking Tatum's? Casey Casey Tatum oh, gosh. and his brother.
3: <laughs> um no. That would be great, but that was not my real pick. Um Yet brother bands and sibling bands are so common. I wanted to ask who, other than me, has been in a brother band before? I have. You have a brother. I have. Not me. No. Oh, no, I've, ba- been, I've been in a band that had brothers, not my brother.
1: Oh, okay. I was confused.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, I've I forgot. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it was Fatherton, right? Yeah. Yeah, Osborne. Okay. Bro, I forgot about Brothers Osborne. I forgot about the Osborne Bros. Um, it, I was in and uh, Adam Corey and, King's band. Oh yeah.
1: Oh. Oh, that's right. That's Corey's. Brother. Oh, and you had, you had a sibling brothers.
3: of you had your own sibling in your freaking band. Yeah, and then it's like
0: Adam and Aaron Scott, like Aaron filled in one time, so he technically you know played with uh, his brother one time, but he was in Sunswipe. Um,
3: I was in, uh, I played with Corey King, his brother, his little bro, Aaron King, played bass. Corey, of course, the titular Corey King was the front man. Anyway, um, so the one I ended up with is maybe one you wouldn't think of, and maybe a genre underrepresented on this show, but uh, Emo is back, folks. uh, The Zoomers have brought it back, and this band is back. After a long breakup period. My Chemical Romance is a brother Ah. band. We'll all be. The Way Brothers. Gerard and Mikey Way. So um, My Chemical Romance existed from 2001 to 2013 when they broke up. Then in 2019, they uh, reunited to do some shows. Uh, 2020, they were like we're going to tour again. Everybody is psyched. Let's fucking go. And then pandemic. (laughs) Uh, So we're all still waiting to see MCR. Um, I think that's happening soon. I feel bad. I haven't kept up with it. Um, I remember Jess and I almost bought tickets pre pandemic. Anyway, the brothers, older brother, Gerard is the singer, little brother, Mikey plays bass. Um, I looked up their family on Wikipedia and I don't know if you've played this game before, but neither of their parents is in a blue link on Wikipedia. So that was, uh, that was reassuring to me. Do you ever do that? That thing where you look I, up an I artist do. you like?
1: Uh, but isn't Mikey way, isn't he cousins with Joe Rogan? Yes. Okay. That was my, that <laughs> sorry, was Sorry, I stinger. ruined it. I'm sorry, man. That was my stinger <laughs> joke at the
3: end. Yeah. <laughs> That's a goofy thing. I'll get to that. Um,
0: yeah, cut so that, uh, that, when they
3: were... It. No, 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 I'm not cutting it. <laughs> Jordan and Mikey were teens. They played music together. They said they were influenced by Iron Maiden, the Misfits and Danzig, Black Flag, Morrissey, the Smiths, and many others. Uh, apparently the first concert the brothers ever went to together was Smashing Pumpkins. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And this band was also affected by September 11th, <laughs> um, Josh, uh, but the band kind of came together because of september 11 so on september 11 2001 gerard way um, was an intern for cartoon network he was going to be um, an animator or a cartoonist um, after that i, I believe he's in new york that day uh the you know a switch went off and uh, he decided he's not going to be an animator anymore he was going to be a rock star and then he started a band he played with a few non-related guys. Um, his little brother uh, allegedly gave them their their name, though. Um, and then after Mikey he heard some of their demos, uh, he promptly dropped out of college to join the band. Um, imagine <laughs> hearing demos so good that you, you're like, eh, no more college. I'll just join this band. <laughs> um, and then MySpace helped them find an audience in prototypical emo fashion.
2: Ask your grandparents,
3: um, kids right um it used to be a music platform uh it's interesting that both brothers have written comic books uh for dc <laughs> um that's kind of what they it's most of what gerard was doing in the time mcr was broken up uh, mikey recently just did something called collapser uh, gerard has done several comics some have been adapted to tv like doom patrol and umbrella academy then there's one, a comic based on an MCR album actually called Fabulous Killjoys that has been in talks of adaptation for years. I don't know if that'll happen. Anyway, um, as far as their breakup in 2013, I see no evidence uh, that it was any kind of sibling rivalry or squabbling that caused them to break up. They deny that it was any kind of interpersonal conflict. And by all accounts, the two brothers were very close, best friends, and they continue to support each other's work in and out of music all all throughout the years. And yes, finally, my fun fact was The Ways are apparently cousins of Joe Rogan, uh, which Gerard revealed on Reddit and Joe Rogan confirmed. However, they've never met each other.
1: It's probably for the best.
0: Yeah, that's
3: definitely <laughs> for the best.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. That was a good choice. I hadn't thought about that one.
0: Yeah. F- Thank very you. Very good. So I was thinking about Bros and I was... You know, I'd be silly not to mention those dang Greenwood brothers from Radiohead. They've they've (gasps) done some neat, neat, neat things, I guess. I'm uh, very familiar with that group and probably enjoy them. Well, I don't know. Probably the most out of my choices. And then I thought about the Ashton brothers, Ron and Scott Uh, from the Stooges. But ultimately, I'm choosing Akron, Ohio's Devo formed in 1973 at kent state university by art students gerald casallier and bob lewis the classically known lineup would not only involve brothers but two sets of them the mother's balls mark and bob and sometimes jim and the Cassaliers, gerald and bob Bobs and Brothers Galore, along with friend Alan Myers. They were a strange mix of electronic, new wave, and art punk with heavy satirical social commentary and surrealist sensibilities. They were also early pioneers of the music video, especially their mainstream success with Whip It. While I had heard the song quite a bit growing up, my love for the song definitely materialized with the music video. It was right up my alley. I love deadpan humor mixed with surrealism and satire. The name Devo comes from the idea of de-evolution, that instead of evolving, humanity is rather taking a backslide. This idea came from a pamphlet known as Jocko Homo Heavenbound, complete with winged devil labeled de-evolution, a joke among the group. However, the massacre at Kent State University in 1970 would become the impetus to form the group and take the idea of devolution, de-evolution, a bit more seriously. After recommendations from Bowie and Iggy Pop, they were signed at Warner Brothers, a brother label, in 1978. Their first album was Q, colon, Are We Not Men?, Question mark? A, colon, We Are Devo, exclamation point, was produced by Brian Eno. Their singles Mongoloid and Rolling Stones cover, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, garnered them some attention. They were also Moogheads, which I'm always a sucker for. I have Are We Not Men, Duty Now for the Future, and New Traditionalists on Vinyl. I've been rocking those the last few days. I'd like to find Freedom of Choice next, but they're a great punk band and they knew exactly what they were doing. They were the first to be awarded the Moog Innovator Award in 2010 in Asheville, North Carolina. This award celebrates pioneering artists whose genre-defying work that exemplifies the innovative spirit of Bob Moog so many bobs, highly recommend Devo, a band worthy of the brothers within them.
3: I do like this album. I have a freedom of choice on Valorant. Yeah, I Uh, I need
1: to get that. Another one, by the way, we didn't mention, The Kinks. Oh, yeah.
0: That's another good one.
2: That's another,
1: yeah. The Kinks.
0: So that leads uh, to the next point. Uh, We will begin season three with the conclusion of Craftwork and Craftwork Part 2. Um, Before I hand it over to Josh for his artist pick, I have one more choice for our palate cleanser episode, which will feature famous brothers group The Beach Boys and their 1976 album Love You. Some have called it their punk album. Some have called it their best since Pet Sounds. The general public seemed more confused and kind of creeped out by Brian Wilson being given full artistic control, especially after his years of being a recluse. So we'll see you next time, and don't forget to hug your siblings.